Hi, I'm Janet Shield Scott, and you're listening to JanetFitBeautyStyle.com, a lifestyle talk guide with expert advice on beauty, fashion, wellness, real estate, entertainment, and fun celebrity secrets. Hello, and welcome to each and every one of you. Today's music guest is six-time award-winning music producer, Christian McBride. Christian McBride has performed for Wynton Marcellus, Paul McCartney, Celine Dion, Freddie Hubbard, and many other music greats. Christian is here to talk to us about his newly released music, and his new album is titled Christian McBride, The Movement Revisited, a portrait, uh, no, 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 a music portrait of four icons. Before we talk to Christian, let's listen to our inspiring quote for today. Every end is a new beginning. For more inspiring quotes, check out my Facebook page, Twitter, or Instagram. We'll be right back after this message with Christian McBride, Sports fans, PassPros.com has it all. Baseball, basketball, hockey, and soccer. Get autographs and memorabilia direct from former pro athletes. Don't forget to check out the upcoming events page for special events near you. PassPros.com offers t-shirts, athletic gear, artwork, vintage cards. Log on to PassPros.com. And now we're going to let Christian McBride do all the talking. Welcome, Christian McBride, to What's Hot with a Janet Shield Scott podcast. Here's Christian McBride to talk to us about the movement revisited a musical portrait of four icons. Wow, this is such a thought-provoking album about black history, which encourages people to think and to look back and, and to always also look forward as to what's happening with black history. So I was just wondering what made you want to uh, cor- incorporate this uh, topic in with your music? Well, this, this uh, piece was specifically written uh, as the result of a commission that I got from the Portland Art Society back in the late 90s. Uh, they were doing some Black History Month programming and they asked me uh, if I'd be interested in composing a piece to perform up there. And, uh, you know, that was 22 years ago. And um, I started writing the piece and I thought of what I wanted to do. Did I want to write about a person, a place, um, or an event? Or, you know, I was just thinking of uh, there's so many angles you could go when it comes to black history. So I decided to pick four people who meant something to me, um, who, who have very deep meaning for me as a child as I was learning about black history. Those four people were Rosa Parks, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, and Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. And I, I wrote a musical portrait of each person and I did a lot of research and chose some some, uh, some choice text from each person and I put it all into music. All right, and but what made you go back 22 years and 
and bring that out now? Well, <clears throat> excuse me. Throughout the years, we would play the piece on occasion because it's, it's a big production. So, you know, as, as you hear, it's, it's my big band, it's a choir, and it's these four narrators. Um, every once, every couple of years, uh, a presenter would want me to perform that piece somewhere. So around 2013, we decided that uh, this piece is ready to be recorded. You know, we should go into the studio and, and record this the right way. And so uh, in the fall of 2013, we went to the studio and we recorded what you now hold in your hands, except that um, when it came time for, um, you know, the, the, the legalities to get the permissions and the clearances to use all of the text for an album, uh, it took a lot longer than we expected. So uh, this record was actually supposed to come out six years ago. But wow. be, yeah, but because of all of the legal stuff, uh, it just took a long time. So I was getting discouraged a couple of times. I thought this record was never going to come out, but Mac Avenue Records assured me that so much was put into this. They said, don't you worry. We're going to make sure this gets out. Mm. And, and so... Um for the uh, four icons that you chose uh, to, which were to to be in the album, then you chose some people today to actually go in and, and speak uh, as if they were that person uh, or you or their voice. So, who, why did you choose these individuals, and who were they? Who are they? Well, I I actually I I rather them. I, I told them that even though they're reciting the words of these particular people to not try to imitate them, you know, do it in your own voice, do it in your own rhythm, do it in your own flow. Um, and that's why I got the people that I got because they're great. There's a, they're a combination of great actors and great poets. Uh, of course, the great Sonia Sanchez uh, reads the words of Rosa Parks. Uh, Dion Graham reads the words of Muhammad Ali. Uh, Vondi Curtis Hall reads the words of Malcolm X, and Wendell Pierce uh, reads the words of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I had the pleasure of interviewing uh, uh, before she passed away, Rosa Parks. Really? Yeah, that was wow. such an honor. And usually I don't get real hyped up about a lot of my interviews, but that was truly a uh, you know, just a wonderful pleasure for me to do that. And it was mainly about wellness uh, when I interviewed her. It wasn't basically about black history, but uh, it was about wellness and nutrition. And it was Good. interesting. She was a vegetarian. <laughs> I, I, I knew that. Yeah, I, I that. didn't know. That must, I thought, a, uh, that must have been a great interview. It was, it was. All right, so back to you now. <laughs> okay, so... Um, what made you, or how did you get started with a jazz career? Uh, my father plays bass, and as well as my great uncle. So uh, I have two musicians in my family, and uh, my dad is the reason I wanted to play the bass. My great uncle is the reason why I wanted to play jazz. Uh, he just started playing jazz albums for me when I was really little. And uh, I just I just fell in love with it. I really loved the music. I loved the creativity of it. And uh, 
I just love the infinite creative possibilities inside of jazz. So uh, I owe my jazz love all to my great uncle. So did you get a chance to play on stage with them? Or? I've only done that twice, um, strangely enough, because uh, my dad was on the road most of the Hello? But the three of us actually never got together and played as a group until maybe 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. And then we and then we did it again about five years ago. So yeah, we've had, we've had a chance to uh, to jam between the three of us a couple of times. And what was that like for the three of you? Uh, it was great. It was absolutely. Hello, you keep going out. Hello. Say what? You you went out. You said it was great, oh. and then it went blank. Oh yeah, yeah, it was great. We did it in Philly, which is uh, with my you know my hometown. And uh, it was great to play with them on stage. I, I think the, uh, they felt just as good as I did. Yeah, I'm sure. I bet they were really proud of you. Uh, I like to think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and what would you suggest to others that are coming up that want to get started with a jazz career? Well, um, jazz is not something that... Uh, it's hard to think of jazz as being a career. I, I think uh, if you're, you, you got to go hear the music. I, I think it really makes a difference when you can go see somebody play live and you can experience this music up front and personal. So uh, I would suggest to parents that they take their children to jazz concerts so they can see these master musicians at work. And if you want to do that, uh, just strive to be the best musician you can possibly be, and I have no doubt that things will fall in line naturally. Because uh, if you're striving to be the best musician you can be, you're always going to work, and somebody's always going to want to play with you, and your calendar is always going to be full. As opposed to striving hard to be popular, you know, you want to 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 be rich. Nobody's ever done that playing jazz, but um, you can strive to be the best musician you can possibly be, and that's and you, you will be guaranteed work. Mm-hmm. And now you were saying that parents should let their kids listen to jazz, so this is a good segue into the fact that a lot of the jazz stations sort of disappeared. Uh, yeah. I remember CD One on One pointing out, although that, that was more more uh, you know smooth jazz yeah smooth jazz but yeah. still a lot of the jazz stations have kind of disappeared what is, what are your thoughts on that well this this has been something that's been discussed for probably 50 years or more you know I would say probably since the 50s you see every major city shrinking down to just one major jazz station if if any at all you know mm-hmm. Uh, most jazz radio stations are uh, member-supported, you know, stations, and so you—they don't have the commercial uh, sponsorship like uh, uh, most terrestrial radio has. So you, you gotta have—you um, gotta have a support system there of people who are willing to pay money to help out their local 
uh, member-supported radio station like here in the New York area, that would be WBGO. In Philadelphia, that would be WRTI. In LA, that would be KJAZZ. Um, so, you know, like most major cities only have one jazz station. And, you know, it's some music that has always been... Um, it shouldn't be a niche market, but it has turned out to be that. So the more young people we can expose to this music, you know, a lot of older people who love jazz, they like to hog it for themselves. You know, they don't want to share it with people who might not know. Mm-hmm. But that's the only way the music is going to last. So you got to bring the people out who you know need it. Mm-hmm. That's true. Um, and uh, just say, for instance, like uh, the next topic is wellness uh so what i would guess i want to ask you is that if you're meditating or thinking uh, or just spending a day where you're just uh regrouping what would be yeah. some of your favorite tunes on your cd or album that you would play hmm. um i probably would listen to some symphonic music i probably would listen to um Ravel or Bartok or somebody like that or maybe some Bach mm-hmm. uh, if, I, if I really am trying to chill I would probably listen to that or maybe some Lester Young um, but, but on your album though oh I wouldn't listen to any of my records <laughs> <laughs> but what would you suggest someone else to listen to now, if they now, were, okay, okay, if yeah, they were gonna was, chill out <laughs> yeah, if I, okay if they were gonna chill out what would I suggest um I would suggest probably, gosh, I don't know, maybe uh, something from my trio album, uh, which is called Out Here. I have a couple of trio albums, but um, the one called Out Here might be the good chill out one. Mm -hmm. And I actually, I mean, I think Rosa Parks without the dialogue. Right, I like right, the music, right. yeah. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I think that one would also be, Back which is your yeah, single, like yeah, that you have out now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you do to uh, to to regroup and for your wellness period to uh, help to keep your music yourself toned and ready for uh, the next stage appearance or just producing the next song? Sometimes I'm not sure I do the best job at wellness because I, I work so hard all the time. But when I when I do need to regroup, uh, I'm really good at being able to just tune out. I can I can sit in the chair and just do nothing. I'm, I'm really good at just sort of zoning out and being in my own head. So I'm just sitting in my chair, uh, not really thinking or doing much of anything. Just letting my whole body just sort of refuel. So is this like a big lounge chair? Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> oh, sitting by the window or something. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I hear you. Um, all right. Uh, has there ever been a situation that you were in um, that was uh, a very risky or uh, a... Um, situation that was very tough and you needed to get out of it how did you get out of it and what did you do was uh to uh, console yourself to get out of that 
Well, that, that's that's a broad question because there, there's been quite a few scenarios that I can say were a little hairy. But uh, um, I mean, I, I you know, I guess going through life, you're always going to have some sort of uh, trying experience. You know, I know it happened a lot when I first moved to town. You know, trying to get myself settled in and make enough money so I could pay my own rent because. Um, you know, I really wanted to make it on my own, and, you know, no, no matter what people think, you know, there were some lean years there when you're first coming up on the scene, you know, you do as many gigs as you can, and, you know, sometimes you don't have the money to get home or to pay your rent, you gotta beg, beg and borrow and steal from people, you know, well, not steal, but, yeah, I um, understand. Just did, yeah, or, or, or maybe borrow and not pay back right away. <laughs> so, but um, yeah, I mean, I guess we've all had some trials and tribulations. There's been some funny stories, you know, things happen on the road, and you know, uh, bad weather. A show gets canceled, or you know, some somebody gets hurt on the road, or I mean, I've I've gotten sick on the road a number of times and had to go to the hospital and things like that. That's that's no fun. Mm -hmm. So do you feel that uh, the saying that music soothes the savage beast, that that sort of helps too? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I wish wish more people would listen to music and keep that in mind, you know what I mean? Um, I think there's some really great music out there that can make you think straight. What is it that you want people to get from your uh, new project? other than just the black history? Uh, That's a good question because uh, I do hope that people are able to see that, you know, I also want them to listen to the music and not just only think about the the social uh, accomplishments and and the, the work of these four social icons. Uh, there is the music aspect of it that I hope people will enjoy um, and hopefully get enough curiosity to listen to something else, you know, something else that maybe I've done or some other big band projects that someone else has done, some long form music, you know, maybe go back and listen to Duke Ellington or <clears throat> or um, Charles Mingus's music or something like that, you know, I just I hope it makes people curious Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, speaking of that, I uh, just wanted to go back when I mentioned that you worked with Paul McCartney, Celine Dion, Wynton Marcellus. What was it like to work with them? It was great. You know, I've, I've had a wonderful uh, career playing bass with a lot of people. I don't think I've really had too many instances where it wasn't, it wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. All right, and what are your social handles so that we can uh, stay up on what it is that you're Yeah, so my, face, yeah, my Facebook handle is just uh, facebook.com slash official Christian McBride. And uh, my Twitter handle is McBride's World. And my Instagram handle is the first three letters of my first name, so it's C-H-R McBride, just one word, C-H-R McBride. Okay, well thank you so much for being a part of What's Hot with Janet Shield Scott podcast. (laughs) Thank you very much.
All right. Take care and enjoy your day. You do the same. And I thank all of you, and I appreciate you for listening to What's Hot with a Janet Shield Scott podcast. Let's close this out with a selection from Christian McBride's The Movement Revisited, a musical portrait of four icons. Let's listen to Sister Rosa. Sister Rosa.